Here we go. We jumped out a window. No, it's the quiet. Shh, we jumped out a window. Hairy baby. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Dreams podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister. Christian Allgaier. And we are here to talk all things Disney from the theme parks, the movies, TV shows, streaming services, video games, anything Disney we will talk about it. Um, it seems like every time we push back recording, uh, we get Something blessed with big news, which is good. Because then it, otherwise it would be that we record... And then miss the big news and can't talk about it for another week. So, right. So, uh, do you just want to postpone this recording? Maybe something big is coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Wait, what did I miss that happened yesterday? Uh, no, something happened today. Uh, so oh, we'll what? we'll go over that. Uh, it's movie related. Uh, lots of big things happened today with the movie front. Um, so, I know that a new movie trailer came out because I've already had to watch it like three times. But... Spider-Man? <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about that tomorrow because it has endgame spoilers. So I tomorrow we are recording, for people that don't know, tomorrow we'll be recording our uh, endgame spoiler review. Uh, and uh, with that we'll we'll do a little mini breakdown of the Spider-Man trailer since it has some spoilers in there. Uh, so we do not want to you know, talk about Discuss it here. <laughs> When we're on a spoiler-free uh, part here, but um, but no, yeah, other other movie things have happened. So I'll just keep you in suspense here. Um, so because we always save movie news for last, so we're going over to park news to kind of start us off. Oh, I mean, how are you today? I guess is what I should be asking first. Me? Yeah. How are you? Good. Anything interesting with Disney that you've? Um, I don't think so. Nope. Okay. You? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna say I can't think of anything. No, but we did find out that my wife has not seen Wally, uh, which was heartbreaking. Yeah, through those, through those, um, Instagram story checklist thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, because if people, look, people want to give me a hard time about not seeing Brave, fine, whatever. <laughs> but really. Wally is a classic. Wally is more classic than Brave. Uh, Wally has a good message about the environment. It, it's a heart-filled movie. I don't. Something about Brave just doesn't feel like Pixar to me. Uh, you know. Um, it doesn't. I will say that. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could say the same thing for Wally, though. It's a little different than. Not really. It's like Pixar... you know, Pixar. It's like if cars have sentience, if toys had sentience, if bugs had sentience, and then it's like if uh, right, right. if uh, monsters had it, if robots had it, and that's where you get with Wally. But um, yeah, yeah, Brave, Brave feels like a Disney animated path. film. You know, okay, you know, and they lump her in with the princesses now, and she's a Pixar. You know, it's it's kind of confusing. But however, it's a good movie. And I'll watch it eventually. Well, all I do is give you a hard time because literally the boys ask me anytime they hear about Brave. Did Jay watch that yet? I'm like, nope. Well, you know, at this point it's like, should I even watch it, right? It can't live up to the hype that people are are, are giving me now. (laughs) That is very true. You will go in and be like, really? It's just, it's not, I'm not saying it's like the best movie out there or anything. I'm just saying like, really? You haven't watched it? Like, I don't know. You're just... not, every time I saw previews, I was just like, pass. <laughs> it was the first movie we got in 3D and watched on our TV because we had 3D capability or whatever. And you had the glasses, too? Yeah, I came with them. Mm, I don't remember that. That's funny. Yeah. Where was I mean, that at? I don't at? think we've watched another movie England? in 3D since. Was that in England or was it over here? Yeah, over here in Abingdon. Mm. When, was, when was Brave? Uh... It was before I was uh, dating Joy, so I, I feel like... 2014-ish, maybe? Oh, no. I started dating her in 2013. I'm thinking 11 well, or 12. 
Oh, wait, 12, 12. I always think, I don't know why, I always think that we bought our house in Abingdon in 2014 and that my kid was born in 2014 for some reason. Mm-hmm. 2012 just doesn't come then then. Cause yeah, 2012. Like, we got it after we moved into the house and then that movie came out. That makes sense. I didn't realize it was that like new, to be honest. But uh, What? I didn't think it was that new. Wait until we get to the big news that I've been teasing. You'll 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 be thinking, where am I during that year? Okay, uh, so, um, some some park news as we get into it. And uh, I only, by the way, haven't seen two of those movies that were on that sheet. And it was Nightmare Before Christmas and um, Brave. And I'm gonna be watching Brave, I guess, when the boys come up. I own both of those movies, by the way. It, <laughs> it, that's what I mean. How <laughs> can you not have seen it? Because it, it's just like I'm never in the mood where I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, Brave, let's uh, give that a try. You know? Uh, um, or Nightmare Before and, Christmas. Me and Mom and Dad were like, I was like, but he's already seen Endgame twice and he still hasn't watched Brave. <laughs> Sorry, Endgame is probably better than Brave. <laughs> it is. Um, but also, do you own Wally? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know she hadn't seen it until she posted that, so I'm going to have to she make her watch it. She said that she always falls asleep. Well, I think she said she tried to watch it once and <laughs> fell asleep. Well, do it when she's, like, really awake. I saw so Wally in no the chance. theaters. That was such a good movie. I mean, it, it was... is. That's, like, Zach's favorite one. And I haven't watched it since theaters, so I guess oh, I'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's depressing at times, you know? It is, they they just came out that climb. to kind of be in that mood. They just came out that climate change uh, UN thing where they're like, we're pretty much going to be dying soon. And you're like, should I watch Wally after that? You know, because that's yeah. what Wally is pretty much all about. So, um, little hits too close to home right now. Um, so over to the news. We got some park news. Um, Toy Story 4 is coming in the theaters, obviously. So Disney is throwing a temporary gift shop at the exit of Toy Story Mania at Hollywood Studios. It's going to be at the exit of the attraction. And it's going to open later this month. No end date has been announced. Can I share my really exciting news that I found? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, that they're going to be offering extra, extra magic hours. Oh, I was getting the... that. I was getting to that. Yeah. I know, but I wanted to do it before you stole it from me. Okay, whatever. Go <laughs> ahead. We're on Hollywood anyway. Go ahead. But before we do, uh, before we do... I uh, just want to let you know about the extra edge. I don't just get <laughs> Hold on. But I do have something, though, uh, that fits with this. Uh, by the way, like, I know this is from WDW News Today that reported it, and I get that they're not, like, a official journalistic source, right? right? But uh, it, I, I still feel like this is inappropriate. Here's their... Maybe, this is in the article, and they're talking about the, you know, right after the no end date has been announced. Maybe they should have, oh, I don't know, kept the original budget for the land that included an Owl's Toy Barn shop? Possibly a decision management regrets now. Like, the snark just doesn't, like, that's not being, uh, that's not a news, uh, No, but it's their personal thought, and it's, is it, is it like a personal blog because it's not through them right? no they hire uh they i mean it's a it's an outside blog you know it's like uh like our podcast they get they have a podcast they have all the stuff that they can do uh, i'm just saying that writing the actual it's listed as an article almost but it's more of almost an opinion oh. at that point but uh i think what bothers me about it is that um I mean, I mean, they do pay their employees who who cover some of this stuff. So I don't know. It just feels weird to be reading I... an opinion, and I because I get that snark all over the internet. I don't need it in an article I'm reading. But I never even thought of that though. An Al's Toy Barn. I don't know why. Yeah, I think that would have been a slam dunk, but. I can understand why they don't. Uh, an Alice Toy Barn doesn't fit the land, does it? You're supposed to be the size of a toy. That thing would right, have to be right. huge. There's, there's like a fine line. Right, that thing would have to be huge. Um, it would be like that big hat. Right, right. <laughs> um, Go ahead with your news. Okay, so they're going to be having extra, extra magic hours in Hollywood Studios 
from August 29th to November 2nd. But from August 29th to August 31st, it is open to every person who goes into Hollywood Studios. You do not have to stay on property. Um, wow. For the rest of the time, so basically September 1st to November 2nd, if you are staying on property, you can get the extra, extra magic hours, which is 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. every day. That's awesome. Three they hours. obviously are doing this because of, you know, Galaxy's Edge opening and they're hoping mm-hmm. to kind of, you know. I mean, I get it because any other time you get it like one time a week. So then everybody's going to try and go to that one, that one day, you know. I don't think it's going to be any less crazy probably, but um, the other like little tips that I read from people is like don't think that you're showing up there at 6 a.m. and getting a, you know getting a head start basically that people were lined up like crazy for toy story land hours before obviously that was kind of like on opening day i don't know how i don't know how bad it'll be obviously we have reservations for october i'm hoping that maybe it's not i don't know but like we said before it's gonna be crazy for a while because each Mm -hmm. person that's going at each time is like their first time since galaxy's edge opened you know Right, and and I get what they're saying because this is my first thought too, right? Like when when we came back from our last trip, I said about how uh, extra magic at, at Animal Kingdom was at eight a.m. Uh, and it was still a th- like a three hour wait for me to get on to Pandora. Right. Now, if you're a normal person that don't have, uh, I wouldn't say normal. If you're a person outside of the world, you know, not staying on property, yeah, not staying right? on property, uh, then you are already about three hours behind because your park's open up at nine yeah and it's and, already a three, and hour it's already a three hour wait or longer at that point so right uh because i got there at eight twenty one, and it was three hours for me to ride the ride that's crazy uh that's what gives me no hope for this um galaxy's edge dying down anytime soon pandora has been there for a couple years now and it's still that the extra magic hours, you still have a three-hour wait. Like Yeah, but you know what's great about it opening up this early is you're not wasting most of the day. Like, if you go yeah, in at 6 a.m. and it's a three-hour or four-hour wait, you're getting done at 10 a.m. And now you still have the rest of your day. Yeah. When I got done waiting in Pandora, it was 11-something o'clock in the morning, and it was time for us to get, pretty much eat lunch. You know, like, at that point, I had ate breakfast in line and then went to lunch. Now, the other thing that they are doing is offering extra, extra magic hours at the other parks every day during that time, too. Now, it's not extra, extra, if you ask me, but they still call it that. It's 8 to 9 every day at those parks. No, no, Um, no, it's not. I thought it was. No, Animal Kingdom at 7 to 8 a.m. Oh, okay. uh, From August 29th to November 2nd. Magic Kingdom, 7 to 8 a.m. Um, and it'll be available so select days at though. Epcot. Um, yeah, it's an hour, but really, the the you're probably having your regular extra magic from eight to nine, right? I don't know. I thought maybe the parks just opened at eight. Maybe they'll just open at eight. They usually open at nine. Um, but, but even if that case, that's gonna help crowd flow. Uh, you know, people are gonna go to. If Hollywood's crazy, then it gives them somewhere to go. Pandora. Right, Pandora gives you a better chance to ride Pandora. Now you have another, yeah, now you have more of a chance than you have now. Because that's every day. So hopefully it helps. I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful that I can get my butt out of bed and get over there when when we're there. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, I went there for like 7 a.m. for Star Wars weekends when I went down. Like, I got there super early because I knew... There's one thing you learn about Star Wars fans. They love standing in lines. They really do. Well, they do it all the time at Star Wars weekends. They did it all the time at Celebration, Star Wars Celebration. They have to stand in line for the panels. Then you have, uh, back in 1999 when it was uh, Episode 1, they had to stand in line to order tickets because they didn't have websites back then to, to buy tickets off of. So, uh, if there's one thing they do well, they stand in line. So Now, you know, the other thing that's going to be scary is just not even, like, rides, but just getting into, like, the stores and stuff. I mean, 
That's I another think... thing. If you know anything about Disney fans and Star Wars fans, they love buying exclusive merch. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, it created a nightmare for me when I saw, so like I was telling you, woke up I in a night sweat. <laughs> What? Woke up in like sweat, like, oh no, <laughs> can't even Man, shop. I was following the one lady on Instagram, and she got to go, you know, for the thirtieth right. thing for Hollywood Studios, and seeing the line mm-hmm. for the merchandise for that. Well, first of all, my number one complaint would be, you know, it's going to create that havoc. Just put it in all the stores, for God's sake. Yep. Like that—that that would be my number one complaint. Like, but you're just creating more chaos. But. Is it? It's more controlled chaos at that point. If you had it every store, every store is going to be awful. I don't know. You think? The, yeah, the lines will deter. Yeah, the lines will deter people uh, from getting in that line. If you have it at every single store, then everybody's well, going to flock to the store. Like you know, it it'll look like shorter lines, so more people flock in there. And it's really just probably uh, if people, let's say. Jim and Bob, who don't like Star Wars, are in line uh, for, like, a soda or a, a candy bar at one shop near the front of the store. They're not going to be affected. Uh, but if then you have all the merch there, then they can't yeah, even get their soda. Can their they point. can't even get their, uh, you know, uh, toy that's not Star Wars related for their kid, you know? I would just think it would be like buying anything else, and it would just be there, and you could get in line and get out. You know what I mean? Right, but when it becomes exclusive like that, it, people are going to just flock to it. Some people are going to try to sell it online. Some people are going to Some people flock really to want. it. I'd run from it and be like, I don't think it's that necessary. Did you ever go and look at the line? It was nuts. You know what? I, I really miss Star Wars weekends. You know, I thought once they have the land open, they might bring it back. But I don't think that's the case. Because they're, they're just so focused on story uh, of it now. Because of Harry Potter and everything. That, you know, like they need to be, you know, you got to be in the world, etc. That right. you can't have, like, Darth Maul and then Darth Vader down the street. Because they didn't happen at the same time. You know, you can't have, right, like... Right, right. Uh, I mean, obviously, Darth Vader has happened at the same time as Darth Maul now with Solo and the Clone Wars, etc. But, I mean, like, you know, there's some characters that uh, are obviously dead at some point and no longer there. That, um... What I, that's what I really loved about Star Wars Weekends. Especially, like... I guess what made it really special for me, it was my first time. It was also the last one, which was unfortunate. But it was also... really your only time. Right, but but also, it was the year of Star Wars. It was the year The Force Awakens came back, and everybody was pumped, you know, for Star Wars to to come back, and it was uh, just electric atmosphere, and you'd be going, you're like, oh, there's Padme, there's Luke, there's... Yeah, we didn't you know. know it was going to be the last one at the time, did we? Right, no, we did not. We did not, and in anything, I thought it would be more frequent because of them um, actually yeah. owning them and then starting to make the movies. Uh, but, you know, now you can't have that in, in Galaxy's Edge because uh, it takes place at a point where Darth Maul's dead, where Darth Vader's dead, you know? Um, and it really limits the characters that you can have. I mean, I guess they could always, if they wanted to, throw a Star Wars weekend and be like, hey, this just, you know... Yeah, don't feel immersed in the story. This right, time. right. But <laughs> if anything, they, they wouldn't be able to because do that for. Gonna, I mean, if people do complain about that type of thing, then they're just petty and dumb. Anyway. Right, but you they wouldn't. I mean? They like, wouldn't be able to do that for years because, like you said, every time somebody, every time a year, it's somebody's first time, and they wouldn't want to ruin somebody's first time experiencing Galaxy's Edge. That's the rub, right? I don't think it would ruin it, though. No, but I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Some people well, like might. I said, those people would be petty. But what I, I mean, like even the things of like, it's gonna sound like I'm a total Star Wars nerd then. But even you standing are. in line <laughs> <laughs> for the characters and the merchandise. Oh my God, Disney and Star Wars has brainwashed me. Um, but you know, I they had like um, kind of like those warehouses that are back near. Or I guess yeah. we're back near the... Um, I felt like Hollywood Studios was a lot bigger back then. Yeah, they had the warehouses back by the uh, tram ride back when it was there. Backlot tour. And um, it, it had perfect space for you to like stand in line and feel like you're kind of moving and doing something. But it was a long line for merchandise then. I can't imagine yeah. what it's going to be like when, when this first opens. 
But, um, you know, maybe if they could spread it out, like, like you said, but maybe not, like, to Every- just Hollywood. If they had it at, like, Magic Kingdom's, um, uh, Tomorrowland and the Disney Springs Star Wars store, Galactic Outpost, you know, like, maybe they could do it there and it That'd would... Be a good thing too. Right, and it would like uh, kind of lessen the lines, but the thing is, then you're not you're not paying to get in, right? So yeah, you're not there. Might be even yeah. busier uh, because you're gonna have people that are just gonna go for the merch. Um, that's my two cents. But I, I really that was a really good gift shop. It really was, and I got that cool Jedi sculpture made of me. Oh yeah. And they sent me two by accident. Um, I only paid for one, so. Well. Um... <laughs> Yeah, they got Zach got the um, one of those limited edition Magic Band things or whatever. Okay. Now Lucas uses it. All right. So what's next? Um. Let's see here. Uh, next here we have. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We're gonna just gonna stick with this theme here. Um. They have a sneak peek now of the music of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, composed by John Williams. It's available to download and stream. Uh, there you go. Uh, you can download the five-minute track at iTunes, Amazon Music, and Google Play. Or on Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, Tidal, and Deezer. Have you already done it? No. I don't know if I want to not living up to your star wars nerd label <laughs> well maybe my reason would make me i mean i i wouldn't want to because i'd rather just experience it for the first time in when i'm room. walking through it oh in the yeah not in the through the park time, right <laughs> especially but since it's so close like you're in the movie, october so. you know like that if that if i actually get in there in october that's gonna make me feel like that's only five months. I, I can probably make it without listening to the music of the of the park. Yeah. Uh, so, Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration. A, a, a new treat is available at Cosmic Rays. And uh, this is funny. This is something I was just talking to you about probably a few months ago. Uh, I know, I just said just. But, um... <laughs> they I was have... going to say, really? I don't remember. We're just talking about any of this. It is a, uh, like a push pop, um, oh, for uh-huh. Mickey. Uh, it is a, now it's a cake pop and not the, um. Ah, uh, Sherbert stuff? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it made me think of when we were talking about, you know, those classic Flintstone, uh, push pops. I saw somebody, like, share that on Instagram and somebody was like, uh, that just threw me back to, like, 1995. They were so good. I actually have some downstairs that are not Flintstone related, yeah. but well, yeah, you can't get those anymore. But I know why. Like, how did that fall out of favor? You know, like that's. Mm-hmm. They were so good. They were clean too. You don't have to worry about spilling it everywhere because you just keep pushing yeah. it up as you go. Um, next up we have. Uh, I'm just gonna try to knock out a lot of the little stuff here. Um. Well, real quick while you're thinking. Yeah. There's a bunch of little treats that are available at Hollywood Studios celebrating their 30th anniversary, but there is no, like, expected end date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that the one that I kept seeing, there's something with a Pixar ball um, dessert. There's a Kylo Ren cupcake that's, like, peanut butter and chocolate. There's um, Sounds a like Sorcerer's the Darth Vader hat. It's like a sponge cake, I think, mm-hmm. or something lemon on the inside. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's there's like a bunch. I want to say I saw like a menu of like eight to ten different things that are available for the 30th birthday celebration. Cool. Uh, so we do have Disney Channel is, uh, you know, running a video, an insider look at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, so if your kid watches Disney Channel, or if you watch Disney Channel, uh, you might see that run a few times, because you know they play the same stuff a million times over and over again. You know that episode of Hannah Montana that we just showed you five minutes ago? Here it is again. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what they started doing all the time. 
Okay, let's see here. Um, we have the Tale of the Lion King theatrical outdoor show is coming this summer to Disney California Adventure. Sweet. Yeah, it's uh, just a new adaptation of the Lion King. Um... Uh, 18 performers, including actors, singers, dancers, and drummers, and they're called the um, they're called the storytellers of the Pride Lands. They specialize in retelling the story of the Lion King. That's going to California Adventure. Um, and we have uh, so new Pandora gear has launched at Animal Kingdom. A new Magic Band, some new pins, and a new hat. Um. Other than that, uh, not too much to really cover on, on Pandora. It's there. People are waiting in line probably right now to get in it. <laughs> it's still a three-hour wait. <laughs> yeah. The first uh, Tron roller coaster support systems uh, were installed at Magic Kingdom. Uh, I think it was on Saturday or Sunday. So, Sunday. It was Sunday. Uh, let's see. The... And then also the base of the attraction for the uh, Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind attraction have been installed at California Adventure Pixar Pier. So. I had one more thing. I don't know if you have it. Um, I do have a pretty big one, but let me just knock out uh, this uh, very sad story. Um you know, the guy who played Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, uh, had uh, passed away on May 2nd. Um, the last movie I think he really did anything for was The Force Awakens. He had part of that while he passed the role over to a, uh, a new member, a new cast member. Oh, really? Yeah, but, yeah, I know he wasn't in the best of health anymore, but he was still making appearances. He was just at Celebration back in April. He was supposed to be making an appearance at another convention. Uh, just a few days after his passing, so um, lots of tributes were online uh, for him. So just wanted to. Yeah, I kept seeing the one where like it was the picture of Chewie and, um, and Leia. Yeah, yeah, and R two D two. Yeah. All right. What's what do you have over there? The magic bands. Is that what you have? No. Oh, so. It hasn't started yet. They haven't announced when it starts, other than it is coming soon. Um, but they are going to let anyone staying on property and annual pass holders upgrade their plain magic bands to another magic band of their choice, and you get a $15 discount off of it instead of, you know, having to buy them outright. Um, I was going to post some different pictures because I watched a little video that showed the different ones. And I kind of took some screenshots of them. There were so many different ones. They say over 30 designs, but I kind of feel like it was even more than that. Um, so, you know, I think they go as, well, Magic Bands start at how much? Uh, it, it depends. I think they're, I, I, the more expensive ones I think are like $25. So there's some Yeah, so are... like they saw, like through the video, they showed that somebody was getting a stitch one. And it was going down to like nine ninety nine, which oh, wow. I'm like, okay, that that I can deal with because it's fifteen dollars off, you know. Um, but yeah, so they had Stitch, they had Baymax, Beauty and the Beast, um, a really cool Sorcerer Mickey one, um, Moana, Minnie the Bows, a whole bunch of like the Disney snack things. Like there was just a lot of different options. Hmm. So I thought that was a cool thing. And yeah. like a lot of people said, that's been like a long time coming that they should have been able, you know, that we should be able to do that. So we do have, um, so this is breaking news from WDW news today. Uh, it looks like they are using their sources on this one. So just take as a grain of salt. There's no like uh, corroboration from, um, uh, from Disney yet. So this is not official. Confirmed. It's not confirmed. Not confirmed. But you know that uh, new pavilion, the Play Pavilion, that's supposed to be coming to Epcot? Yes. 
So they apparently have here what's going to be in it, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Animation Academy would return. Oh, uh, that would be good. It says, under the guidance of Edna Mode. I don't know how that would work. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Judy from Zootopia will host an interactive game called Hotel Heist. And they say you can see the entrance to that attraction on the right side of the concept art. Character so like meet the characters themselves, or like they'll be on a screen. Host. I would assume a screen. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I see a hotel, and there's Nick, uh, next to it. So maybe that's what they're referring to. Um, then we have uh, character meet and greets for Wreck It Ralph, Vanellope, Joy and Sadness, and Baymax will find permanent homes there. Uh, adjacent to Wreck-It Ralph meet and greet, guests will find an arcade as well as a play area for toddlers. Oh, that's a good idea. As seen in the concept art, live performers will take to the stage in the very center of the pavilion, roughly where Goofy about health making me, making of me and an anatomical player stages and theaters once stood in, in the middle of the pavilion. Um... It says there's no plans to use the large show buildings for either Body Wars or Cranium Command during this initial phase. Hmm. Well, it all sounds good, though. I'll be interested to see how much of it comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. right they are, I guess you should, I should say. But I like the idea of the arcade thing and right. the Animation Academy, that's for sure. All right, and I'm ready to move on to some movie news and streaming service news. Are you ready? Yep, because this is what's big for you, right? Oh, I'm saving that for the end. So we got one more news article before we get to the big news. (laughs) Uh, Exclusive from Deadline.com. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Should I say that three times fast? That is such an awful title. Why can't it just be like... High School Musical, the series. There you go. Uh, Was among the highlights at Disney's recent presentation. Uh, You know, they're talking about the one where they unveiled the... um, The... uh, The streaming service. Mm -hmm. It's undergoing some behind-the-scene changes with showrunner Oliver Goldstick departing after the first phase of production. Uh... So, uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series, pilot, was written by Tim Federley, Federley, uh, who wrote Ferdinand. Um, The veteran showrunner, which was Oliver Goldstick, uh, and former Pretty Little Liars executive producer came on board as the showrunner and executive producing. Uh, Now, they exited, Goldstick exited... Over creative differences, which remains in production, the series remains in production, currently filming the fifth of its ten-episode order. According to sources, Goldstick wanted to take the show, its tone, and the storytelling in a different direction from what the writer's vision was, and Disney Plus and Disney Channel sided with the writer. According to other sources, Goldstick, who has worked on series such as Pretty Little Liars, CW's Life Sentence and ABC's Ugly Betty wanted to do more adult themes. That's what I was just going to say. If he's the one that was with Pretty Little Liars, yes. I could imagine it would be more of that. Disney Plus is being touted as very family-oriented. Uh, its high-fidelity series reboot starring Zoe Kravitz recently moved to Hulu because the project has evolved creatively to tackle more adult subject matter. High-fidelity? I've never heard of that. I think it was a movie. Uh... uh. So after the pilot episode of the series was shot, it was evaluated, tested, leading to a decision to make creative changes. They involve shooting brand new material, including adding new music and in addition to just uh, to adjusting one scene. Um, we also have some news here with the streaming service that the show Sulphur Springs, written and executive uh, by Tracy Thompson and executive produced by Charles Pratt, was originally developed as a pilot for Disney Channel, and at some point it um, 
moved over to Disney Plus, and then Disney Plus has now moved it back over to Disney Channel. It's supposed to be a Stranger Things-like supernatural drama for the younger crowd. Um, and they are casting for that currently. So that's going back to Disney Channel. Um, let's see here. Um, yep, that's uh, that's all the streaming service news. So now we get to the big stuff. The big movie news that I've been teasing, and people are probably going to be like, that was it. But uh, I, It's going to be like when you go to watch Brave. <laughs> yeah, so the big news is that Disney has now plotted out the release dates for... Up to 2027 for most movies, I believe it was, 2027. So, yeah, that's... Is there anything really amazing coming out? Well, let me tell you, most of them are untitled. But that's where the speculation oh, comes I've in. I've seen something like that before, and I'm like, really? That's where Is the that, speculation oh, comes in. Marvel. I yeah. kept seeing, and they kept saying, untitled, untitled. I'm like, well, but there are some big changes to the schedule, so... Uh, that's what we're going to dive into. The reason why Disney has to do this is because now they own Fox and Fox Searchlight and all those properties. They have to make adjustments because some of these movies were going to overlap. So that's where these changes are coming in at now. Because, um, you know, you don't want to have both out at the same time because it's going to just kill your own business. Mm-hmm. The big headlining stuff here is that uh, this is from Variety.com. Their headline, I mean, their their um, their first line here is: moviegoers will have to wait a little longer to return to Pandora. So James Cameron's long-awaited and often delayed follow-up to Avatar has been pushed back another year. So Avatar two, which was slated for December eighteenth of twenty twenty, is now going to be December seventeenth of twenty twenty one. Uh, I have a question about yeah, that when you're through with the rest of yours. Uh, okay, its move means that Avatar 3 will now open on December 22nd, 2023, as opposed to December 17th of 2021. Uh, okay, now, nope, I'll ask my question now. Okay. Are that many people really anticipating this movie? I'm not done yet, hold on. Avatar 4 <laughs> gets moved <laughs> from... December 20th of 2024 to December 19th of 2025. And Avatar 5 will launch December 17th of 2027. So now you can ask off for work eight years in advance for December 17th for the final movie of Avatar. Um, so pause. We have, how, when did av- the first Avatar movie come out? 2009. So now it's been 10 years. By the time that other movie comes out, it's going to be... 12 years, and then all of a sudden they're just going to start hammering them out every two years or yep. so. Yep, That is crazy. They're, they're filming most, I think they're filming the second and third one back to back. I was just reading in a group, like people were, you know, people were ragging on the fact that, I don't know, Marvel's into, you know, and Star Wars is coming into Disney and blah, 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 and pandora and then they're comparing and then people were comparing um endgame to avatar because you know like everybody's waiting to see if it beats it people raise some really good points though like if it doesn't beat it there's like other reasons that avatar would win or would still be the highest because it was like the first of its kind with this and people were going to see it for that like It had no competition either. It was in December of 2009, and that was before December started releasing all these mega movies thanks to Star Wars The Force Awakens. You know, everybody, when they put the flag down for Force Awakens to be December of 2015, people were like, in December you're putting a big movie? And uh, it was huge. It was the biggest movie of its time. And right now it is still the highest grossing U.S. domestic movie. Hmm. Um with 937 million dollars or whatever uh just from the u.s um end game is probably not going to top that uh when we look at numbers so uh and part of that is because end game has lots of competition around it right now which uh, is disappointing but at the same time 
I'm like, whatever. Like everybody else said, regardless of what the numbers say, Endgame is still better, more loved, more... It will last longer. Then The Force Awakens? What? Then The Force Awakens? No, no. Then Avatar? Avatar. Oh, okay. Well... I was talking about Force Awakens is, is the highest domestic growth. I know, I know. I know. Um, so I, I'm just saying. Avatar, people are starting to think it's getting closer for, for Marvel Endgame to uh, Avengers Endgame to to break that record. I'm still going to be on the side that says no. Not because I doubt Marvel or the film. It's just that's a lot of money to ask for. That's that's yeah. a lot of money. And and we're coming I up with... I would be disappointed. But we're coming up with Detective Pikachu coming up later this week. Uh, we have um, uh, we have Aladdin coming out later this month. It, it's it's starting to get crowded, and and it's going to be hard for that to maybe keep sustaining. But we'll see. Maybe I think, maybe we're I, wrong. I wonder how Disney's going to do this year because I just feel like there's a movie like every two weeks. I know I'm exaggerating, but right. And that's what, just, I have the full schedule of next year, and you'll see next year is a lot more breathing, uh, we have a lot more room to breathe uh, okay, when we talk about releases. So, uh, not only was all that Avatar stuff big news, and, and let me tell you, you were just saying, does anybody care? We'll see, if, if Endgame does beat the record, Disney's marketing cannot use... Or, or James Cameron's marketing. Right, they can't, they can't use, use the follow-up to the highest-grossing movie of all time. They wouldn't be able to use that. Right, um, right. It doesn't sound as good when you say follow-up to the second-highest-grossing movie of all time, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm I'm sure they had... If they would have gotten Avatar 2 out sooner, then they would have been able to use that. <laughs> really? I mean, it's taken that long to... It's taken I never really 12 realized it was it. supposed to be a movie that had so many different movies behind it <laughs> uh well after it was so popular i think you know fox and and james yeah, cameron were like we're gonna make a million time. of these right um but we'll see we'll see are people drawn to the story or are they drawn to the were they drawn to the 3d because 3d is now kind of on its way out can it yeah. revolutionize it and make it popular again or is it going to just totally change film again a different way uh, right. we don't really know um I still haven't seen Avatar 1, so, you know, there we go. People are probably going to tell me I should get on that. but It's not a bad movie. I haven't heard great things. I'm not trying to sit here and knock it, but... I haven't heard great things. Yeah. For a movie that is the highest grossing movie of all time, I have not heard, like, overwhelmingly positive. All of the conversation I heard back in 2009 was, you have to see the 3D, it looks breathtaking, and... Yeah. And that's... I can kind of get they, that from actual Pandora now when I go to the park, you know? Yeah, and that's what people were saying, is, like, that got made so much money because you had those people that went and saw it, and then they would tell people, you got to go see it for this. You know what I mean? It, right. It wasn't like people are immersed in those characters and are going to talk about those characters and love those people, you know? I don't like, even know as, if it's going to have the same characters in, in this one, uh, from what I've heard. That, that they're following some... At least there's going to be some kids in the next one, so I don't know how that how that works. Um, so, Disney also has now put three new Star Wars films on the schedule. Oh. So here's the thing. We always... At, at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, it was going to be kind of silent. They said they were going to take some time off, and they will. Because the next Star Wars film that comes out is not going to be until uh, December 16th of 2022. So we get Rise of Skywalker this December. Three years later, we're going to get the next movie. Then there will be the one after that is December 20th of 2024. And then December 18th of 2026. So here's why they had to shuffle some of those Avatar release dates. Some of these dates were Avatar release dates. Because hmm. I think Avatar was coming in December. So, uh, like like they were. So I think they had to kind of start plotting uh, this out a little bit differently. Um, we don't know if this is the uh, set of movies from uh, the Game of Thrones people, Benioff and Weiss. Or if this is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, we don't really know. They've both been announced before. If it's not one of theirs, I mean, then you're looking at after 2026 as being when the next one gets off the ground. 
unless if they're going to combine both of these, maybe Ryan directs and Benioff and Weiss write. You know, like maybe maybe that's how it's going to go. We don't really know. They haven't said. I'm assuming we'll get more information on this next year at Celebration. They usually do them every two years. Next year they scheduled one for uh, 2020. So I think that's kind of the heads up that we're going to start getting some more news, maybe even some more TV shows. There's been rumors of an Obi-Wan uh, with Ewan McGregor Disney Plus series. Uh, originally it was supposed to be a movie, but after Solo bombed, apparently that's the they moved it over to being a uh, series. So we'll see. I mean, there'll be plenty of Star Wars content. Mandalorian is uh, supposed to be renewed for a season two already. Um, that's what the word is. So even though we've only uh, haven't even seen the first uh, season yet, it's getting lots of praise. Um, yeah, but we I do have uh, other than those Star Wars and Avatar. I actually have the full list of movies coming out. So another thing they did, they moved Artemis Fowl. Uh, that was supposed to be this year, and they pushed that back to next year. It was supposed to be in August of this year. They pushed it to May 29th of 2020. Uh, they moved around a lot of different movies. <laughs> so, uh, we have Aladdin on the 24th of this month. We have June 7th, Dark Phoenix. June 21st, Toy Story 4. Uh, July 12th is Stuber, which is a Fox uh, comedy. Uh, July 19th, we have The Lion King. Uh, August 9th, we have a Fox film, Art of the Racing in the Rain. Art of Racing in the Rain. Uh, August 23rd, we have Fox Searchlights, Ready or Not. September 20th, we get Fox's Ad Astra. Uh, I think that's the Brad Pitt movie. Uh, October 4th, we get Woman in the Window. October 18th, we get Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. November 15th, we get... Ford versus Ferrari, which is a Fox movie. November 22nd, we get Frozen 2. December 20th, we get Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And on Christmas, we get Fox's Spies in Disguise. Wow. Uh, 2020, here we go. Here's next year's movies, and I think this is where we'll be able to get our, our break in. Uh, we get Underwater, which is January 10th of 2020. That's a Fox movie. We, uh, February 14th, we get an untitled Kingsman movie. Uh, that's a Fox franchise, uh, which I'm not interested in, so there we go. February 21st, uh, Call of the Wild, which is a Fox film. Uh, March 6th, 2020, we get Pixar's Onward. March 27th, we get Disney's live-action uh, Mulan. April 3rd, 2020, we get Fox's The New Mutants, which is one of those X-Men movies that was already in production and just got pushed back from August of this year to April of next year. And that's the second or third time that movie's been pushed back. May 1st, 2020, we get Untitled Marvel. The best bet here is uh, Black Widow film. Mm-hmm. Uh, since they're already casting and stuff for that. Uh, May 29th, we get Artemis Fowl. June 19th, we get untitled Pixar animation. So next year, we're looking at uh, two Pixar films. Uh, July 3rd, we get Free Guy. I don't know what that is. That's a Fox movie. July 17th, we get Bob's Burgers, the movie. July 20th, really? Yeah, July 24th, we get Jungle Cruise. Uh, August 14th, we get The One and Only Ivan. We talked about this movie a, a while ago. I think that's the one with the... Uh, it's like based off a book. Uh, October 9th, we get Death on the Nile, which was pushed back a week. That's the follow-up to Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, November 6, 2020, we get Untitled Marvel Film, which is most likely The Eternals. Which movie news here, too? The Eternals is looking to cast Richard Madden from Game of Thrones and The Bodyguard um, as a member of The Eternals. Uh, November 6, 2020, we get Ron's Gone Wrong. Ron's Gone Wrong. Okay, that's a Fox movie. Uh, November 25th of 2020, we get an untitled Disney animation movie. So excited for that. Um, December 18th of 2020, we get a West Side Story from Fox, and that's uh, Steven Spielberg. And December 23rd, we get Cruella. Of 2020. 
On to 2021. So, yeah, so look at 2022. Uh, I mean, 2020. Not much there I'm really excited about. I'm excited about the untitled Disney animation. I'm excited for the Pixar films. Yeah. And the Marvel films. But it's not like, uh, you know, there's only two Marvel films next year. I, I, I'm not really worried about Jungle Cruise, to be honest. Unless the trailers blow me away. At that point, it's going to have to try not to be Jumanji, you know, because The Rock is in both. Um, right, right. 2021 films. Starting it off on February 12th of 2021, we get an untitled Marvel film. I'm thinking that's Black Panther 2 because that was a February release last, or it could be Doctor Strange 2. Um, uh, not that those are officially announced, but pretty much locks. Uh, we get a Fox movie March 5th of 2021 called Nimona. March... What is it? Nimona. Hmm. And then here we go. March 12th, 2021. Untitled Disney live action. Uh, May 7th of 2021. Untitled Marvel. May 28th, 2021. Untitled Disney live action. June 18th, 2021. Untitled Pixar. So do they all just become untitled at yeah. this point? July 9th, 2021, untitled Indiana Jones. Oh. Yeah, that's with um that is with Harrison Ford returning. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> People talked about Crystal Skull being old indie. Here we go. Uh July 3rd, 2021, we get an untitled Disney live action. October 8th of 2021, we get an untitled Disney live action. Uh November 5th, we get untitled Marvel. November 24th, Untitled Disney Animation. And then that uh, December 17th, 2021, we get Avatar 2. I think there is way too many live-action uh, Disney in 2021. There's four. Yeah. We can't keep redoing all of these, can we? I know. Is that, that's Zach's thought. Is, does that just mean that they're out of ideas? They can't come out with anything else? Obviously the... not. I mean, if they can come out with uh, stuff like Onward, which is uh, Pixar's movie, that's not based on right. anything. You know, like, the there's tons of stuff. The problem is that they just know it's easy. It's going to make money. It's easy. Right. It's going to make them money, and they already know the story. Right. Uh, 2022. Uh, Are we going through all of these years until 2027? Yeah, but, I mean, like, after this year, it's really only, like, two or one movie a year. Okay. Okay. I'm like, so 2022. don't tell us about all these untitled. 2022, uh, February 18th. Untitled Marvel. That could be Black Panther as well. Um, March 18th, 2022, we get Untitled Pixar. May 6th, we get Untitled Marvel. May 27th, we get Untitled Disney Live Action. Uh, June 17th, we get Untitled Pixar. So that's another year of two Pixar movies. Uh, we get Untitled Disney Live Action July 8th. July 29th, Untitled Marvel. October 7th, Untitled Disney Live Action. November 4th, Untitled Disney Live Action. November 23rd, Untitled Disney Animation. And 12-16-22, Untitled Star Wars. Again, four Untitled Disney Live Action movies. Uh, 2023, we get uh, February 17th, 2023, we get Untitled Disney Live Action. And we have uh, Avatar 3 in December of that year. 2024 is the Untitled Star Wars. 2025 is uh, Avatar 4. 2026, Untitled Star Wars. And 2027, Untitled Avatar 5. Woo! Um, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, next year? Do you think uh, any movies that jumped out to you? Or was next year a break year for you as well? here. I mean, the only thing that, I mean, Onward has me excited, but other than that, I don't know. Like I said before, I'm not really getting too excited for a lot of these live action. It was nice when it was like one live action, like every other year or something like that. Right. And that's the thing. Are these live actions remakes or are they... Well, I think there's a different Something spin different. on them for sure. Cause no, I mean, it could it be... Like could that in Aladdin, could but... one of them be Jungle Cruise too? Could oh, one oh, of them be Haunted Mansion? Uh, or Pirates? You know, like, um, we don't really know that they're yeah, all going to be remakes. Yeah, I just kind of assume it's going to be more remakes. <laughs> 
Well, this year would would this year you would be right, right? Because we had Dumbo, right, right. we had Aladdin, we had Lion King, and Maleficent. And before all in this one year. year, I would think I would have thought like if I saw that lineup and it just said live action, I would have never thought that. But now I'm like, oh god. Right, right, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm hoping some of these untitled Pixar's are not sequels. I'm hoping some of them are originals. Yeah, yeah, I Same thing with the untitled Disney animations. I'm hoping, you know, we're getting Frozen 2 this year, which I'm excited for. It looks pretty good from what we've seen. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping, you know, Wreck-It Ralph 2 didn't do as well as the first one, I don't think, theatrically. So I think that might be done. That might be done. But, I, you know, we had that but rumor. Okay. I feel like a lot of these yeah, only we have don't need... the max 2, you know? Right. Uh, they don't all have to be Toy Story, but, um, when we're looking at, uh, Zootopia, remember we had rumors, I think somebody who voiced a character was saying that they were making two sequels, maybe some of those animations are, or one of them at least, is a Zootopia 2, which I'm down for, because that has so much more promise than you would think Frozen would, right? I mean, you would have, yeah, yeah. uh, so many more opportunities. And the same with, you know, like Wreck-It Ralph uh, breaks the internet, wrecks the internet, no, it breaks the internet. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was not as good as the first one. And at this point, what else can you really do? You did arcades, you did internet. And I feel like most most are never as good as the first one, you know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, cartoon-wise, anyway. uh, Toy Story, I would say I, I really love Toy Story 2. Or yeah, Toy Story but, three. Like, I mean, that's, Toy Story three. It's just on great. its own. It's like in its own ballpark. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that's most of our big news here. Um, that was, uh, I mean, most of half of this podcast was probably me reading dates and titles. But <laughs> uh, and the thing is, these can change, right? Because I think we talked about it last time when they actually put Artemis Fowl where it was this year. We went over that, and now it's already pushed back, you know. So, uh, I believe they're done filming. So, maybe they'll have to rework some stuff, or if they'll just, you know. I, I don't know if that means they're confident in it, or if they need to rework some of it. You know, because you're moving it from an August date to a May date. And May is usually a pretty good time of year. So, I don't know what that means for that movie. Uh, I am happy to have three Star Wars movies plotted out. Uh, I really want them to take their time and plot out if these three are all going to be a cohesive story to make sure that they get that set up now. Because the the worst thing about the sequel trilogy, even though I like it so far, uh-huh. is that they've said multiple times there was really no plan, right? It was, you know, J.J. Radom, uh, Abrams did his thing, Ryan Johnson was writing his during filming, and then they would kind of, you know, collaborate... Uh, collaborate and say, like, oh, I need this thing here or this thing there. But some of the bigger plot points was not mandated. Like, Ray's parents, uh, from what Ryan Johnson has said, is that he had the decision of who Ray's parents were, uh, being nobodies. Um, so in that case, it sounds like J.J. may have built some stuff, and then, like, Ryan either discarded it. We don't really know. That's the thing. It, the thing is, before, George Lucas was the... Um, the main guy. It'd be like if I wrote a story myself, right? I, I have total control over that story, and I can do what I want, right? But when you start having this director does this one, this director does this one, right? And then this director does this one. Because originally they were all three supposed to be different directors until they followed, uh, they fired Colin Trevorrow and uh, put in um, JJ again for episode nine. I, I just want them to make sure it's cohesive, Right? Uh, because I think there are times where it seems a little uh, disjointed when you look at The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Um, and I say that as somebody that has both of those kind of in my top Star Wars rankings. So uh, it, it just... Because then uh, you know people are worried about then J.J. maybe going back on some stuff that Ryan did or, you know, I, it, it just... They kept saying so many times, like, no, we had total control over what we're doing type of thing. Like, you know, I got to choose my story, which is good. But if it's if it doesn't have an overall arc, it's going to not be a real trilogy. You know, then it's just a series of movies. Um, 
Yeah, so ho- hopefully they plot out those, and I, I think Kathleen Kennedy before was saying she was getting with uh, Benioff and Weiss and Ryan Johnson and going to work out the future of Star Wars. So, uh, and, and the thing is, too, that whatever's next is going to be a, um, uh, you know, it's it's going to be brand new, right? It's This Rise of Skywalker is the end of the Skywalker saga, which means we're not going to have those older characters. It's not supposed to continue off from episode nine, this new set that they're coming out with. It's supposed to be in a different part of the galaxy, a different time period, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, which is exciting because I think eventually star Wars has to get out from its own past and kind of start doing what Marvel does in the sense of, you know, Marvel took, uh, you know, you had all these Earthbound adventures, and then they were like, "All right, now we're going over here and doing our own thing with Guardians, right?" Right. Um, you have to eventually be able to do that, or else you're only going to be you're only going to keep using the same characters over and over again. And, and at this point, I want to see something new from Star Wars um, as well. You know, we can't always have three PO and R two in in Star Wars movies, um, and I think eventually. Maybe even after this next three movies, we'll circle back around and kind of... It may not be called episode 10, 11, and 12, but I think we will get more with Ray and Finn and Poe further down the line. Uh, because these characters are so fresh, they're so young, and, and they're just so likable. These three characters are... And they're acted so well. When you look at some of the older Star Wars films, <clears throat> uh, where they had really good actors, but the... The dialogue wasn't that great, and it comes off as cheesy or not as great acting. It's, it's probably the script writing, but I, I feel like seven and eight, uh, episode seven and eight, are, and Rogue One and Solo are, are probably some of the best acted Star Wars films that we've seen. And uh, I just I just love this group of characters. I want to keep seeing them on adventures, you know, unless they kill them all off and <laughs> and Rise of Skywalker. But I doubt it, right? I, I think they'll have a happy time period, and then kind of maybe move on to something else and it doesn't have to be something big it doesn't have to be this big like here's another death star here's star killer base here's a new sith or a new dark side wielder you know it could be like poe and finn go on some sort of smuggling adventure or some sort of uh peace mission you know like you don't have to have it always be about uh jedi and versus the dark side light side dark side uh, stuff like that. It could be these characters just on another adventure together. And I think that's what Marvel does well with some of their characters of like, you know, you get a uh, adventure with Thor in space and then you get a uh, Hulk, you know, like you don't have to have, it's not like a, uh, a buildup of another huge villain in, in Ragnarok. You know what I'm saying? You're just, it's just another cool adventure. And I think they can do that with these Star Wars characters and a few years from now and have great success with it. I mean, really, when we get to 2026, we're already at 11 years after The Force Awakens, which is mind-boggling. Yeah. So, that's my spiel. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we wrap it up here? Nope. So I got all my excitement out earlier. <laughs> good. Tomorrow, uh, like I said, we'll be recording a spoiler a review of Avengers Endgame. Uh, that'll be a separate episode, so if you have not seen it for whatever reason and you're worried don't about spoilers, anymore. don't listen to it. Also, if you're a big Spider-Man fan but haven't seen Endgame, don't watch the new trailer. Tom Holland will tell you before you watch it not to watch it. And... Um, that's pretty much it for us. So we'll also talk about that trailer tomorrow. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at... Um, oh, what is our Twitter? Uh, <laughs> I almost said the my other podcast Twitter. Behind um, the Dreams? No, that was taken. It was taken. It was uh, TBD Podcast. Uh, no, right? Or BTD. No, what is it? <laughs> I have okay. to check it now. No, oh don't my. find us on Twitter this week. I'm, I can usually say, I think it's BTD, right? By, behind the right. Dreams. Behind the Dreams. At podcast. podcast at, uh, I'm just going to double Twitter. check. Here we go. <laughs> uh, here we go. 
Oh man, people are uh not gonna find us, thanks. Uh, okay, BT Disney Podcast. That's what it is. BT Disney Podcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Behind the Dreams Podcast. Gmail and Instagram at Behind the Dreams. Is uh yeah, Gmail Behind the Dreams Podcast at gmail.com. Um and where can they find you specifically? Uh on Instagram at Algaire Adventures, A L G U I R E Adventures. All right. Well, that is that. Uh, I have some pressing matters I have to attend to. So uh, we'll catch you all tomorrow. Unless if you're listening to them in the same day, then we'll catch you in a few minutes. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> Bye. Low battery. <laughs> See you real soon. <laughs>